One thing I've discovered when it comes to following politics and being involved in politics, volunteering on a campaign, is that, you know, there's really no way to avoid biases. No matter how much you want to reach across the aisle and you want to work with people who think differently than you and have different ideas, there's always got to be a principle that you come back to. I don't normally record podcasts or write blogs so heavily along partisan lines, but sometimes you do have to differentiate between Democrats and Republicans. Now, when it comes to the principles and standards that I live by, I live according to the Word of God. I try to align myself with Genesis to Revelation as much as possible. Being a Christian comes before being an American, and being a Christian also comes before being a conservative. However, there are some discussions that just have to be had with no beat, no beating around the bush, and we need to be able to, to discern where our rights and our loyalties and the things that we want to guard and protect where that lies versus an ideology that seeks to fundamentally change America. And this document that I want to talk about, someone actually emailed me a PDF document explaining what moderate Democrats want. So those are not far left, psycho, progressive types, but these are the moderates who want to, you know, come as close to the line as possible, but still stay to the left. And I want to kind of break down uh, why I disagree with the Democratic stance on some of these issues. So the first thing is healthcare. And what this, you know, this guide said to me was that, you know, moderate Democrats, they believe that if you're sick, you should have access to a doctor. You shouldn't have to choose between groceries and prescriptions. And we must lower the cost of pres prescription drugs. That's pretty agreeable, if you ask me. That's, that's agreeable. I would want to work towards a solution. However, here's the deal. Medicaid and Medicare, those are both like social health care programs that are already in place. If you are elderly, if you have, I think, stage four uh, kidney disease or kidney failure, if you're impoverished, then you qualify for either Medicaid or Medicare. As far as I know, those programs are still in place, and that pretty much makes it free for people to go see doctors who fall into certain uh, economic and health categories. There's also something in place called EMTALA. Um, it's an acronym, E-M-T-A-L-A which basically uh, says that it's against the law to turn anyone away from the ER. So if someone comes into the ER and they're bleeding out and they don't have health insurance, the, the physician and the nurses can't just give them a Band-Aid and tell them to be on their way. They do have to make the efforts to save a life. However, because of great risks to their, to their personal uh, well-being as people who work for the hospital and also uh, for personal liability reasons, like they can't just perform like heart transplants and things like that on people who don't have insurance because anything could go wrong. If the person dies on an operating table, the family could sue. And so there is a need for physicians, nurses, um, medical, uh, other medical personnel and, and people in this industry to protect themselves. Now, the high cost of prescriptions and doctors is not due to privatization of healthcare, and that's what the, the left would want you to, to basically believe. It's because people have all of these choices because people are paying for private insurance. It's somehow 
um, leaving people disenfranchised, you know? So there's these disparities because some people can afford good health care and some people can't. And you can look into that and probably find something that's pro or con about having private health care. But here's the deal. The reason why surgeries are so expensive, prescriptions are so expensive, seeing certain physicians is so expensive, a lot of it is due to government regulations and wet and red tape. Essentially, there are just these certain hoops that certain companies have to jump through in order to be in operation. They have to meet certain standards to even be able to bill Medicare or Medicaid. So with, with doctors and hospitals and clinics, knowing that they have a contract with the government to help certain patients, well, they have to follow whatever government rules come about. Otherwise, the government won't reimburse them for the care that goes on in their facilities. Not to mention, uh, the government is also in bed with pharmaceutical companies. And so, you know, this is a politician, lobbyist, special interest problem that bigger government will not resolve. These drug manufacturers are being incentivized by our government to produce things on a mad scale to, to they're basically subsidizing certain products and putting them out on the market. And we're not even really getting an option on what we do and, and don't purchase. Um, not too long ago, there was this big hullabaloo about having generic drugs available so that people are not paying the high cost of having an, a manufactured uh, drug come to, to the shelf at the pharmacy and then we're paying this crazy marked up retail price. So it's pretty convoluted, but the answer is not to just have everything free from the government. Nothing is free. We'll talk about that in a minute. Education. So moderate Democrats believe that we should pay teachers so they could survive and that kids should have all the resources they need at school. College should be more affordable um, and graduates shouldn't be crushed by debt and we should expand access to early childhood education. On the surface, that all sounds well and fine, but you know what would resolve this issue is if parents could choose where their kids go. Don't lock people into certain districts and zip codes, and then that will basically take the government out of your business. That will also de-incentivize, de I think that's the way it is, basically take away the incentives for people to do the bare minimum when it comes to teaching children. I'm all for increasing the pay uh, for teachers to be able to survive, but what they are doing to actually educate the child needs to be examined. We don't wanna pay teachers $60,000, $70,000 a year for them to indoctrinate children and turn them into activists. As far as having all of the resources and things that they need at school, I really think that if the Department of Education was abolished and we took the federal government out of the situation, I would have no problem just being able to write in where I want my tax dollars to go when it comes to paying state taxes. I would give to schools in a heartbeat. Unfortunately, we've got a federal government entity that has inserted itself into another market and so now it's creating the disparities. Dispar disparities. And so now when it comes to college and making that more affordable, I mean, I think that college used to be affordable before the federal government came along and just decided that everybody, no matter what your background is, no matter what your economic status is, no matter, et cetera, et cetera, as long as you haven't committed a felony while receiving student aid, then everybody gets a loan. So that's where your increase of education costs have gone up on the undergraduate and graduate level. It's because the government has inserted themselves and, and they're giving away something that is perceived as free for a moment in time. Now, another couple of points on here was the economy, gun violence, climate change, immigration. And so when it comes to the economy, if the federal government and all of the programs that they have put in place, if we were to back those out, 
And instead, if from the education perspective, we were teaching people to go into trades, uh, we were empowering people to do more than to just sit around and philosophize about things, but people were actually learning hard skills from the time they enter you know, preschool all the way up until they graduate. I'm not saying box anyone into a corner and say, just because they're good with their hands, they have to do construction. I'm not saying that at all, but I'm saying that there needs to be a creative process that is explored without being manipulated, you know, by free programs and different things like this. I mean, if you're gonna give kids something free, if you're gonna give people something free, then that should just be it. And I think that most taxpayers would agree that they don't want any child to be left behind, but the federal government getting bigger, is just not gonna be the answer. So even from an economic standpoint, you know, wanting to um, put us on a, a welfare type of system, you know, that is only going to hurt the American people. That is not going to help. Um, and so when we hear words like wealth transfer, um, and the rich people in our nation paying their fair share, those are code terms for socialism. And that's basically the redistribution of wealth. And so that that's not God's will for the American people. And basically, if communists can achieve this, you know, this fundamental change uh, in our society when it comes to healthcare, education, the economy, etc., and then basically they're gonna do that by violent revolution where they can. Case in point is immigration. We don't want illegal immigration and open borders because that directly affects children. Again, it all kind of comes back to the kids because that's the generation that we should be focused on. Having those borders open allows people to traffic children from Mexico all the way up through to Canada. While moderate Democrats will have a stance that says, well, it's wrong to separate families at the border and we need smart immigration policies. Here's the deal. I just found out, you know, because I've been paying attention to politics, I just found out this go around now that the border is open, that 90% or whatever of these kids are coming across the border with people they're not even related to. The reason why children were being separated under different administrations is because I believe under the Trump administration, uh, there were DNA swabs and things that were going on. And essentially these kids were being toted and carried and trafficked and sold. And they were coming across the United States border with men and women who had no biological relation to them whatsoever. So at that point, that adult has kidnapped this child. Um, so anyway, there is a narrative out there that you just, you can't get swept up in. You have to read between the lines, even when it comes to gun violence. Guns are not the problem. Uh, stupid people are the problem. And it's just unfortunate that stupid people have access to guns. Um, I am all for, you know, maybe sitting down and discussing how we can secure some things, but gun violence is, is not the sort of thing that happens in the, in the, at the hands of people who hunt. Or, or whatever, you know, people who are gun collectors, people who have been in the military or have served as police officers and so they own guns. But let's just be honest and say that if they were to kind of start to chip away at our Second Amendment rights, which is the main right that's keeping us from becoming a communist country right now, but if the Second Amendment was allowed to be chipped away at, the guns would still end up in the hands of the psychos. It's not as if it would change anything from that perspective. And so um, any sort of rule that hinders gun ownership is always going to be more harmful because the majority of people are not purchasing guns in order to kill someone. So, and then when it comes to climate change, that's just a complete narrative. There's not even really anything respectable to 
to say towards that. There are just some people who believe that this planet is about to completely fly off of its axis. Uh, polar ice caps are melting and, and all of these different turbulent things that are happening with our climate are due to somehow, you know, us overpopulating the planet, which is just entirely stupid. This planet has plenty of space on it and man cannot control the climate in any way, shape or form. Those are elements that are just completely you know out of our reach and so throwing money and policies at that is just completely ridiculous the ideology that runs through the democratic party i'm sorry uh, but even if you're a moderate or if you're all, all the way far left the ideology is the same there is compromise with every standard with every level you know i'm more than willing to come to the table and negotiate how we can help people um, live a better life in, in the American dream, you know, perspective of things. But that basically involves less government. And that involves giving people free range to be creative and start businesses and put their talents out there. I mean, even just having uh, online forums like Facebook and YouTube, even though those are corrupt platforms and the people behind them want to shut down free speech. But how many people have become six-figure earners just by putting their personality out there and giving an opinion on something even a podcast like this if I were to market myself differently and if I you know cared about making whatever six figures then I'm, I'm sure I would hustle and I would do more and it's just the fact that that's even possible that's the American dream that people need to tap into an economy and an education system and a healthcare system where the federal government doesn't have you know so much of their hand into everything so with some people on the democratic side of an issue there's not going to be any meeting in the middle because there are always intentions to drive the nation as far left as possible again not every person left of center thinks this way but the ideology it runs through the party line and so when it comes to having more affordable this and more access to that well hey here's the deal anybody who agrees with that i would say unless you're willing to go and knock on your neighbor's door and offer to put their kid through college and offer to pay their medical bills on the spot which you would effectively be cutting out the government middleman at that point unless you would actually do something like that in real time um, then i would say you need to stop aligning yourself with ideas and policies that keeps the government in our business now I just want to wrap it up with this so that there is no confusion. Not all Democrats are communists. We can't say that. I won't say that because I think that there are some decent Democrats who are left in their party if, if they continue to stick with that party. And so not all Democrats are communists, but you need to rest assured that at this moment in history, all communists are Democrats.